0: I guess for me, along the same lines, it's, it's if 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 nothing else, you're you're able to do that and accomplish that one thing because mm-hmm. of your abilities in the gen- or what you've accomplished getting fit that kind of stuff. And I think that's one component of it is that you just the things you can do for yourself, mm-hmm. the things you can. I mean, even if it's as simple or as being a little vain and liking what you see in the mirror, right? Or I mean, just that's that the only, only reason I do this Carl. right? Absolutely. It's-
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. Uh, we have the one and only Carl Miller with us today. How you doing, Jarrett? Welcome. Thank you. Thank how, you. How are you today?
0: I'm good. good. On my lunch from work, so uh, taking a nice break with you two lovely gentlemen. Yeah, we we're
1: talking a little bit beforehand. You li- you actually live in Ohio, right? Yep, across the river. Yeah, it's one of our. Um, I don't know, commuters, if you will, like mm-hmm. if we were a school, like we're commuters, you know? Yep, exactly. So some of our people that come in, um, you come in a lot during your lunch, kind of a little getaway from yeah. from the work day, right? Yeah, way to relax. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, where, actually, where do you work at? I work at Mubia in Florence, Kentucky. What do you do there? I am a process
0: engineer. I manage 22, 23 pieces of equipment, make sure they are operated correctly, maintained correctly. What is uh? What do they do there? We make transmission parts in my business unit. Uh, mostly, we make springs in Florence, hose clamps, valve springs, disc springs, shocks for your car. Um, my division basically makes everything that goes inside your transmission.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. How long have you been? How long have you been there? Going
0: on three years in October. Yeah. So what? Two and a half, Two? two uh-huh. and
1: eight months or something like that. Yeah. We were talking a little bit uh, the other day. You actually have, um, I find it wildly interesting, I mean, uh, two master's degrees, correct?
0: Yeah, yep. Uh, I have my MBA from University of Cincinnati and master's in mechanical engineering from high
1: state. That is quite impressive. I I spent a long time in school. Professional student over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you from here, from Cincinnati originally?
0: No, I grew up in central Ohio, uh, east of Columbus in a small town called
2: Newark.
1: New
2: york oh, yeah. Yep. york has got a branch of. I say there. One couple of my buddies have gone there before, so I'm familiar with it. Yes. So yes, yes. how did the double master? Basically, happen? I
0: didn't. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. I knew it was it was the kind of thing like I'm good at math and science, so let's try engineering. Uh-huh. I loved it, but it was at UC. It was a five-year program, and I felt irritated that it was going to take me five years to do a bachelor's. So they have an accelerated degree that you can do. It basically just means you take a couple extra classes a quarter at night Uh um, while you're doing your engineering degree and get your MBA Uh, so that was sort of something I did at the same time as getting my undergrad degree and then after that I after co-oping and kind of spending a little bit of time in the workforce I didn't really like any of the jobs that I knew I would be able to get with an undergraduate degree and so grad schools for engineers is funded and paid for so I got paid to go to grad school, which made it a pretty easy decision. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I made enough to buy a home in Columbus and I lived up there for three years and did a bunch of research, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty nice. I, can't, I mean, it definitely makes a lot of sense why you would go that route.
0: Exactly, I mean, and then it just sets, you can, a lot of times, oh, like a master's degree or PhD, they equate that to work experience when you're looking for a job. So a master's degree gives you an additional two to three years of work experience,
1: quote uh-huh. unquote. Gotcha. Yeah, there's always the, the kind of jokes out there of you know, going out for your first job and they're looking for 10 years of experience and you're 19. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. that that's, doesn't exactly work out correctly.
2: Is uh, Mubia your first place out of college or did you work? Um, so I did. I did. My obviously, own. You did like the ops that you see and different yeah, things yeah. like that. But as far
0: as your career, so before I started Mubia, after grad school, I spent eight months doing my own thing. Kind of, I did. I ran a consulting business where I did a lot of technical consulting, like material design type stuff. I worked for mm-hmm. some orthodontists. I did. Um, I worked for some cabinet makers, some contractors. Who just one of the projects was the gentleman wanted to make a. An, a podium that was oval shaped uh-huh. but didn't know how to make his cut sheet so uh-huh. I made his cut sheet for him drew it on a flat stock and told him how I needed to bend the wood and all this uh-huh. stuff to make a single piece And um, but it was little projects like that, sort of technical expertise for small businesses uh, it was a lot of fun, uh-huh. did some website design, kind of just everything, I would
2: tell people I would try to do anything and if I didn't know how to do it I would learn it So, so when did you know that was what you wanted to do? Because you said like Hey, I'm good at math and science, and oh, well, like you know, both was it somewhere my, both in my school? my parents are engineers. Or, okay, and
0: when I was little, the conversations at the dinner table used to be about what our favorite Popular Mechanics article was that day, yes, or things like that. Oh, and I love it. I mean, they would. I was the stereotypical like take apart appliances. Parents would come home and find
2: the microwave disassembled on the floor and so you've always had a knack for it yeah just taking things apart so was it more just like finding like I don't know is it mechanical is it electrical you it's know? more
0: just yeah curiosity like what's how's that work uh-huh. how's what's going on there
2: why does that behave that right. way and yeah I mean but but as far as actually the discipline of being mechanical now, mechan- you, it was always mechanical yeah okay it was All
0: definitely right. I was always better at the I, got, I feel like I'm good at visualizing things uh-huh. in my head uh-huh. um very good spatial reasoning, and so it's that's always the mechanical side of things has always come easy to me. Electronics, not so much. Uh-huh. The only class I've ever gotten to see in yeah, those electronic circuits.
1: Yeah, there's I would, a lot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, and when we talk, start talking about you know like those guys are a, on a whole different level. The people who take apart and hack old, you know, computers mm-hmm. and uh, you know I've I've just some of the nerdy things I've watched on on YouTube or. They'll take the the original PlayStation and modify the original play. It's like how do you how do you even get a hold of one of those at this point? Exactly. I mean, I guess there were millions and millions of them sold. But eBay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then so, hack one so apart. So when
2: you see things, you're is it instantly like that's how that works, or if you don't know how it works, are you like I want to rip that thing apart and figure most, out how it works?
0: Most of the time, it's if it's something that's moving, I usually can figure out how it works. Like that's oh. I guess kind of why I'm really good at my job is I can walk up to it. Any of the machinery we have, and
2: uh-huh. but
0: it, you can get an idea. It's it's almost pattern recognition. Sure, you just get an idea of how, what's supposed to happen and how things are supposed to move, uh-huh. and then it's easy to it's just easy to see when things aren't working the way they
2: should. Right.
1: Um, and if, something and like you're like you're working backwards at that point. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like backing out in your head. Yeah. Like okay, you're probably this really is good, it, good at the
2: it. what is it the board game? It, I don't know if it's a board game. It's the sequence. It's like I feel like you're just like boom. Yeah, that- I,
0: those, and like I, I like the like the planning games, like Scrabble or Risk. Oh, I gotcha. Those yeah. ones, those are a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, I also like reading. I read a lot. Um, what are you reading these days? Right now I'm reading a book called The Drunken Botanist, huh. which is a book all about how plants are used to make different types of alcohols. Very interesting. So it talks about, like, the actual plant or the grain or the... Natural component that goes into making beer,
1: vodka, tequila. The, uh, we were just, when we talked to guys over at uh, Andy and um, Brad. Yeah. That's right. Pretty, yeah. Pretty sure. Over at, I uh, hope I said that right. I know it's Andy. It's Brad, Brad's the other guy. Uh, over at Alexander Brewing. Uh, the brewmaster started brewing in, when he was in Iraq, stationed in Iraq, oh, that's cool. and got a hold of uh, basically some fruit and some yeast. Mm-hmm. And that's how he started his brewing career in the 90s. That's really so, yeah. cool. Um, you know, bring that full circle. You know, as far as that's concerned.
2: When do you find time to read? Is it like a, a morning? Like, is there like consistent?
0: I have to. A lot of times make time. I try yeah. to. I try to read before I go to bed, just to sort of slow my brain down. Sure. Um, some nights that doesn't happen. Some nights it doesn't yeah, yeah. work. But it's okay. it's something I just try and.
2: Try and spend like five, 10 minutes a day. I, I ask that of being selfish because I feel like it's one of the things I struggle with sometimes. Um, we're reading the book right now going through, um, you know, a Stephen Covey book, which is really good, but I have a lot of people actually literally holding me accountable to reading it, but whatever, sometimes when we're not on a plan, it's like yeah, missing those like 15 minute opportunities to read are the difference between... Reading a couple books a month versus reading a book a quarter.
0: <laughs> and what I find is that it's something I have to make an active decision. Yeah, you have to be to, intentional about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, have to tell myself, okay, I know I want to be asleep by ten. Mm-hmm. I need to be in bed by nine forty to fall asleep by ten. And right. if I want to read, I need to be in bed by nine thirty. Mm. So it's instead of like watching that extra episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine or something like mm-hmm. that, you just mm-hmm. I'm going to bed. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's very true. It's, it's.
2: That. Netflix said it. They're competing against sleep. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's very true.
1: And they win a lot of times. They, they, uh,
2: they do. They, they, it's I, actually it's easier just, than reading.
1: Just listened to a story on um, sleep patterns, sleep cycles, and uh, actually learned a couple of things. Um, one of them being um, the that melatonin. A lot of people take melatonin to kind of mm-hmm. fall asleep, mm-hmm. and he equated melatonin to, if it, if you have a hundred meter dash, melatonin is the starter pistol. Mm-hmm. It is the chemical that starts the process of telling your body that it's time to go to bed. It has nothing to do with your quality of sleep or making you actually fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It is just the start of the cycle of beginning to fall asleep.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, but that was one. The other one, uh, one of the things the guy did is he allots himself, he talked about planning, that's mm-hmm. uh, point he bring this up, is he, requires himself eight hours the opportunity to sleep eight hours every single night. He may not sleep eight hours a night, but he gives he makes sure he hasn't the opportunity. So like when we have you gotta get up at five thirty or be here mm-hmm. for five thirty class usually means I'm waking up right around four thirty, four forty and so that means I have to backtrack eight hours yeah. versus yep, sure. if I don't That's I can, exactly how I do it. Yeah. So yep. uh and the last one of those um was just that a lot of us think like, oh, well, I only slept five hours last night. I can't make that up because I don't have to be up in the morning. He's like, unfortunately, that's not how sleep works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's not a, a deposit withdrawal system yeah. of, oh, well, I'll put more in the bank later. Mm-hmm. You've already lost that sleep. Yeah. And then there's obviously problems running into your just mental cognition, A, but literally more serious stroke, heart attack, things like that mm-hmm. if you're not sleeping correctly. Yeah.
2: I uh, j- just saw a study where they did, um, people that were overworked, overstressed, they literally put them in a completely like dark room and somehow I saw this. They, they made yeah. all their, their fears of like, your kids are fine or like anything, like everything is, is good Yeah, and they would sleep for 14 hours or something like that. It was like an ex- mm-hmm. ex- 12 to 14 hours yeah. to kind of, again, you can't get caught back up. But it was like complete darkness you know sensory deprivation yes yeah i saw
0: another study that was like that and they talked about keeping people in like dark rooms for it was like 36 and 48 hours beyond Mm -hmm. that it's i guess cruel Mm -hmm. but the part of the study was looking at how these people's sleep patterns changed and eventually people started sleeping like they would be awake and fall asleep just because they're mm-hmm. in a dark room, but then they would wake up every four and a half to five hours uh. and be awake for two hours and then fall asleep again. Wow. So they started looking at how, like what, what started made, kind of got me thinking about what your natural sleep cycle is. Sure. I've always looked at 90-minute intervals, and that seems to work pretty good for me. So if I,
1: I'll feel better waking up after four and a half than I will after five and a half uh. hours of sleep. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been a number of of different patterns written. And they, they talked about the, basically the most efficient for your body is almost impossible to do during the day because one of those things where you like sleep for a half hour mm-hmm. and then you're up for two yeah like it's it's almost like that would be the most efficient way to keep your body going but it's it's obviously no one's taking a half hour break falling asleep for a half hour waking up and then getting on with their day for two hours it's kind of I wish fun. I could nap that
2: like that would that'd, that'd be super efficient I, yeah. I know there are different studies out there to talk about those sleep cycles like that. I know Aubrey Marcus um, from It's real big on yeah. taking naps and uh, just got through his book, and it's all about owning the day, kind of owning your life, and just talks about that like sleep cycle, yeah. kind of waking up, getting sunlight, so you can get that kind of natural circadian kind of rhythm thing going, but it really is important. I will say this, you know, I'm doing that, um, uh, been running a mile every day for the month of <laughs> July or whatever, and yes. There's not one day where I'm like, wow, I'm really looking forward to this. And, and at the same time, it's not like a huge deal. It's just, you know, about eight to nine minutes of activity and then I'm I'm done. You know, it doesn't have to be a long long warm up. But I can tell a substantial difference on the days that like I'm well rested mm-hmm. and the days that I'm like, ah, oh, I really did not sleep very good last night. And yeah. it really just goes back to how am I sleeping, how am I eating, like with how am I how am I performing. I'm not shooting for like, hey, by the end of this month, I want to have this time. It's just... Mostly, I want to prove to myself like, can I do it? Mm-hmm. And like, just can making the time. 30 days. Can I do it? Yeah. You know. And then some nights it's been like, oh shit, it's nine o'clock, and I haven't done it yet. I need to go out and run. And last night was honestly one of those nights. Me and Jared laid a floor all day yesterday, mostly Jared, and then I had to come here and work. And it's like, go back home, do more stuff. Yep. And do my burpees at home. I literally <laughs> sat down, and I'm like, it was just a whirlwind of a day. This. Yeah, and again, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was one of those things where my nutrition wasn't on, I wasn't well rested, and I'm, I don't know, quarter, quarter of the way into this run, and I'm, like, feeling all that effects. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things, like, it really goes back to how are you sleeping, how are you eating, before we really have the conversation, which we'll obviously get to a fitness.
1: Yeah, to Mark's point, that being being there all day yesterday and coming home, and uh, while Mark's running a mile, and am doing 100 burpees every day. For the month, yours is worse. And, I uh, win. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he wins. And though, doing them, the worst, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. them uh, on my living Getting room floor, easy. with my, my my back, you know, lit up from bed and over all day, and yeah. uh, it was just one of those things where it's like, uh, we did the last programming preview, and I kind of raced against the clock as Mark did it, uh-huh. and that was just you know five seconds shy of almost PR in my hundred burpees for time, <laughs> and then yesterday on my living room floor. Doing sets of ten, feeling like I'm, you know, doing them at altitude with a, yeah, you know, right. a rag over my mask, and a rag it's, over my mouth. It's super. So, anyways, pertinent. speaking on the topic of burpees <laughs> and fitness, uh, where, where, how did you find us? Where, where does CrossFit well, yeah. come into your life? Where is actually, where does fitness come
0: into your life? So I've always been very athletic. My parents, I, like my parents, always had the mentality that when I was younger, I had to do at least one extracurricular activity and when I was in school, and so that was almost always sports. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college and gained the freshman 15 or 20. I gained the freshman
1: 40, yeah. I want to say, yeah. minimally. I'm so jealous. Yeah.
2: So jealous. <laughs> so jealous. So jealous. Mark's, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's what we call a hard gainer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. so my, it's hot up here. We'll keep this one short today since all of us, I don't know how you're in tights. I'm, I wish I could always be in tights. They're, Galaxy they're breathable? Tights.
0: Yeah, they're, they're breathable-ish.
1: <laughs> all right, so uh, freshman fifteen or twenty. But yeah, so
0: basically, I got I started getting in shape. Got some friends that we all started lifting together, and I used to be. Then I got into very muscular, very big shape, but I wasn't very flexible. wasn't very well built. I looked good. I called him. I said I was I was in shape for like vanity muscles. Yeah, Pecs, biceps, you know the stuff that is fun to look. It matters. At. It, matters. Yeah, it matters. It matters. Um, and then I actually found the rowing team. Um, at UC. I rode at UC for about a year, year and a half, my last year. Um, It was a blast. Made some of my lifelong friends on that team. Got in the best shape of my life. Um, It was pretty much working out every morning at between four and five a.m. either on the water or underneath uh, Montgomery Inn. Yep. And then... uh, Such a weird place to have. It is the strangest place to have. And you'd be shocked how often that floods.
1: Oh, all like, the time? Yeah, seven or eight times a year. It's a. It's literally, and it's the basement a, of a restaurant. It's a dip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a valley that they put mm-hmm. this basement in, and it's below Montgomery and Boathouse. Yep. And is isn't even a boathouse. No. <laughs>
0: they've got a killer. Like I mean, they've got a, like a tank in there, so you can like row with a team oh, inside wow. this tank, and it's this little circular, like uh-huh, almost bathtub that just it's like a lazy little mini lazy river, and you just row in circles there. Uh (laughs) that was a lot of fun but yeah that kind of kickstarted me and then going to grad school I started to realize that one of the ways I seriously handled stress was being physically active so I would just kind of worked out on my own and then fell out of it moved back to Cincinnati was doing I call them fun runs so I would do like a sprint triathlon or there's a run I did in Columbus that was called the, the beer and burrito run you ran a mile to a bar You had to chug a beer and eat a Chipotle burrito and run a mile back. Did they put
1: run in quotes?
0: Everyone ran. (laughs) The guy who won ran a 412 mile to the bar. (laughs) Holy
1: crap. Ate
0: a Chipotle, a chicken Chipotle burrito and chugged a beer in less than a minute 30 and then ran a 428 mile back.
2: And then vomited. That guy is an athlete. He was. Wow. It
0: was. It was one of the most impressive feats of athleticism I've ever seen. I uh, know.
2: Did he eat so fast because he was starving from running? <laughs> I know. <man. laughs> yeah. I burned yeah. all the calories on the way over. There. Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a radio station here, ninety six rock. Uh, you're not from here, but you've been here a time oh, Yeah, right? ninety six yeah, rock. I know. They had um, years ago. It was probably seven or eight years ago they had at, at the, in the, in the Cincinnati gardens parking lot, before they tore it down, they had the 0.5 K. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like 600 feet uh-huh. or something like that. It's a, it's a 0.5 K. It was awesome. They set up a whole race, everything, the party and, and all that stuff. And they literally just like ran across the parking lot. Yeah, that was it. Awesome. <laughs> like, like do you, it's, and you know, it's like they had your little medals. Yeah. Then you know, celebrate and party. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, what, what is a sprint triathlon? Cause there's, there's, I have a couple friends that have done them. So it's
0: like a, it's basically a half triathlon. So it's okay. when I, the one I did was in a f- 600 meter swim, a 5k and a 10 mile bike or a 10k bike. I think hmm. I've done two of them that were like that. So that swimming, blank. I feel
1: like is definitely always the hardest part of that.
0: That was I I swam in high school. Oh, so it's another one. Of, swimming and rowing are my two relax. I can yeah. I can almost get in the zone and just trance. out. I,
1: I know. I got a couple friends have done them, and and his big thing is He's like being in the pool, and you get comfortable swimming is different than when other Open people. Water
0: is so different,
1: and you're. It feels like people make trying to make you drown. Yeah, you know? people. The people at the front, the ones who are
0: all sponsored, will grab your ankles, grab you and pull. Oh wow! Oh, that's
2: real nice. Wow, yeah. yeah. All right, I, I would have probably kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. But
0: like, imagine kicking barefoot, kicking someone in the head. Ah, yeah. It's not not good for either
1: of you.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: bone, bone, uh, small bones on very large bone. Exactly. Not conducive for uh, trying to run later.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Like, that's kind of like that's sort of that that group fitness type thing. That's why I like the races. I think that's why I really like the rowing team.
1: So those are two wildly different sports. Compared to something like CrossFit, so where does that kind of fall into? So your, for me, I got, realm? I got basically what two years ago, I
0: got fat. In my opinion, I was up above like two hundred and thirty pounds, and I decided I needed to do something about it. Um, I started trying to work out. Couldn't really find a like. I didn't really like working out by myself, and I started trying to look for group fitness classes. And when you start looking at group fitness classes, CrossFit's pretty much one of the things that comes up on the Google machine. Yeah. And then I actually, my brother coaches CrossFit in Massachusetts. Okay. So I finally started seeing, okay, maybe CrossFit would be something I want to try. So I talked to him about it. And this was around Christmas, two two Christmases ago. So I was in Massachusetts with my family and he took me to his class and it was awesome. It was that, gave me that same kind of team feeling. Like, I mean, everyone's cheering for each other. Everyone's like, Telling you like good job, high five, and like it was just a a much easier environment to push yourself in. I mean, when you're alone trying to lift or trying to do functional movements, it's a little bit easier to say, I'm gonna do a thirty-five pound kettlebell instead of a fifty-three pound kettlebell. But when you're in class and Jarrett's like, Come on, Carl, mm. it's it's different. Like you yeah. push yourself harder, you get bigger gains, you you feel better, you, you feel there's a sense of accomplishment I think when you exercise in a group that you don't that I don't necessarily get when I'm by myself. I agree. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where CrossFit came into it. I started out, I tried uh, CrossFit the tracks, um, but didn't, I guess, feel as, it was a great place, loved it, but didn't feel like a perfect fit. And then I wanted to try, I tried you guys out, came over here for a couple of classes and what, training sessions with Mark and really enjoyed
2: it. Oh, thanks, CrossFit's almost like, you know, you can, I'm sure you can draw a lot of comparisons, but it's almost like a church. You know, or something like that, or whatever. You're like you're trying it out, and hey, you know, all right, this is maybe not my place, or whatever. And and each place is unique, and doesn't mean that one's better than the other, or whatever it is. Exactly. It's just like hey, these are maybe a you little have more to my find people.
1: Every everywhere is going to have their own little community, and some will fit some people, and some will fit others. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. I think
2: that's that's important in, in life. You know, like like I, I feel like they did a great job, kind of illustrating. You know, we're we're kind of up here in, in the sense of like having a group around you have to rally you, you have to motivate you, you to keep you accountable coaches that are going to push you so on and so forth and i think you can draw that to anything in life that's yeah. why you know like you said team kind of sports i know i've been a team sports guy i'm a small when i pick up something like a like golf or something like that it's really hard for me to just go out there and do it by myself yeah i'd much rather go out with a group of guys or whoever and, and play together. Well, because there's like, a, there's a
0: social component to it that exactly that makes it just. That's not fun. Like
2: if I just came here every day and worked out by myself and just did everything by yourself, mm-hmm. as uh, that would drive me crazy. So yeah. I, f- I feel like that's that's super key. Like you said, being in a group. But maybe even back up a little bit. You said you, you were a swimmer in high school. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what was what kind of races were you were you swimming? Everything sprint, um,
0: hundred free. The fifty free, and then a lot of the sprint relays. I did okay. hundred fly, hundred breast. Um, my fastest was the
2: freestyle, though. I went to state for oh, cool. my fifty free. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. What were that? What high school did you get to in Columbus? Newark Catholic. Newark Catholic. A tiny yeah. little
0: school. Yeah. I think we had. When I graduated, I graduated with sixty-two people. Oh wow!
2: Yeah. So it was a Super small tiny. school. Yeah. So, um, what was your training like in high school? Whenever you were Swimming, did you guys have like a strength and conditioning program?
0: We would do basically, they, our coach was of the mindset that I just want you guys to swim and swim and swim and swim, Okay. so we would go in and do three to four miles a day in the pool, mm. different, depend like it would be a like a sprint workout or a ladder or mm-hmm. something like that and it was just a matter, he always felt like technique comes from conditioning and conditioning means putting in laps. Right. So there would be maybe fifteen minutes of technic technical stuff where we talk about like diving or the technique for mm-hmm. the stroke we're working on. And then uh is the, swimming's always a, it was a winter sport. So whenever you're swimming, I mean you can't really if you're um forty laps in, you're not able to really hear or think at that point. Mm-hmm. So our coach would uh throw snowballs at us to get our attention. <laughs> so we would just be doing laps down a pool and you'd get hit with a snowball and know you had to oh. sit up and be like, What? What? What's uh, that? gross
1: that's that's, That's a that's a level of that's hilarious just getting into a cold pool every day I was there's a reason you see them splash the water on
0: themselves on on, on the Olympics they splash the water on themselves yeah it starts to evaporate and then getting in the
1: water feels cold warmer than the air Uh, yeah there you go no thanks not a strong swimmer though Mm. one of my uh, I remember watching the first year they had um, swimming in the CrossFit Games and you know the first the first He dives in, she's like, oh, I guess muscle doesn't float. (laughs) 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 These guys are just looking like they're barely dog paddling across the water. It's all about, it's it's
0: shocking how much technique goes into swimming, but I mean, that's what a lot of what I focused on when I started to get faster and like the sprints was like how your hand enters the water, Mm -hmm. how far apart your fingers
1: are, like the angle you keep your feet at. Your, your, like, your ankles and stuff. Oh, there's definitely, and there's, you know, think of all the stuff that, that we try and promote here. I mean, it's like being efficient in a workout is. Oh, exactly. It's a skill, mm-hmm. it's a learned skill. You know, it's like, if, if you can find someone, they may not, they might have less lung capacity, if you will, than someone else, but if they can be efficient on pull-ups, or efficient on, yeah, it doesn't matter. A, you know, all day, they'll, they'll, they'll beat that other person who, who's got better lungs. Um, just because they're taking the time to learn the movement and be proficient in it, mm-hmm. you know there's a skill to everything we do here. So um, I th- I find that super super interesting. I've known enough swimmers in my life, and I I have a lot of respect for them because it. If you've ever swam down and back in a pool as fast as you can, it's like it's like being on the bike out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is you are gassed, completely drained. Yeah, yep. and fifth is fifty. Down and back. Down and back. So fifty is down and back. That's that is that is the hundred meter dash of as far as yeah. uh, yep. swimming goes. Yeah, if you were gonna quit it, yeah. Yeah. And then there's you get what? I used to get three breaths. Wow.
0: That's what the coach he's like, you get to breathe three times. So you breathe before going in. You breathe you breathe after you're coming out from your dive. Okay. And then that's one. you breathe at the turn. Yeah. And then if you don't have to breathe again, that's best, but you have one more on the finish you lose about a 10th of a second per breath. And that's
2: a lot. A lot on a 20 second race. Wow. That's pretty incredible. That's really incredible. So how, I'm trying to wrap my head around, how how would you learn the different techniques if you're just swimming? You have somebody sit underwater
0: and watch you and uh, then okay. you swim by them. And then they stand up and tell you what you did wrong. Uh, and you just you. do that over I and over you. again. So our coach, like when we did the, when I, towards the end, they would have someone sit with a snorkel and uh-huh. watch you swim. Uh-huh. That
1: guy's got a really shitty job, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just hang out underwater for yeah, an hour. Please. Dirty
1: job. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? snorkel guy. the snorkel guy watching 50 meter dashes. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's gotta be having those two backgrounds uh, and just having an athletic background in general. Has got to have. I feel like an advantage. I, I noticed you coming into the gym, with a little bit different mindset than most people come, in their first couple months, and it's, it, it makes sense why now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think having that athletic background and knowing like I've had coaches my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like being like, hey, Carl, do this instead of this, and you're like, oh yeah. You know, most people, they'll be receptive to it, but you'll have to. You know, we use the word relentless here a lot. You'd be relentless with somebody before they finally make a change. You're kind of one of those people you are like, "Oh, well, that person knows what they're doing, so I'll probably do what they're doing." Yeah, that's. To
0: do. I'm definitely not going to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's and how I, you
0: break something or hurt something. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and I mean, I think I don't know about for you right now, but uh, as far as athletic endeavors or, or like kind of motivations, but I feel like for a lot of people, this is a fitness regimen, not necessarily their sport, um, and I feel like. For you, it's like yeah, I, I want to be healthy. It's not yeah. that I'm like trying out. I'm not trying to go to regionals right now. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be a healthy person and you know be able to go to work and stand on my feet all day and and exactly. then come here and release for an hour. Um, uh, speaking of that, is there are you are you up? You're exception. You come in here completely covered in rust and dirt. Yeah. So you're you have a somewhat physically demanding job.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, my I get. 10 to 13,000 steps a day at work. And then it's all a lot of like lifting or climbing around on equipment and it's it's mostly, we, we have, I mean our, our equipment's probably the size of this, we have machines that are the size of this room. Uh-huh. So you gotta get, if, if it breaks down and no one really knows why, you
1: gotta figure it out. So it's a
0: lot of climbing around looking at sensors and, I'd imagine, and wires I'd, and
1: wires. I'd imagine as your legs get stronger, as you have more pulling strength, that becomes a little bit easier to do.
0: Yes, very much so. And it's a lot more, I, I feel a lot more stable when I'm doing it. There's definitely hmm. less of this, well, I might
1: fall, or I, now it's definitely, I feel a lot, a lot more sturdy, is, yeah. the, is I think the best way to describe it. I wonder if that's, uh, I mean, and maybe you have an answer, I don't know, I think this is um, per person or situational, but um, if that's almost like the placebo effect? Or like if like or are you physically more stable which I think you are yeah. or is it like wow, I just feel more comfortable doing stuff that I'm not comfortable with
0: I think that's it you just you feel it's it's sort of I mean it's when you like try to lift something and you're like okay, I gotta brace myself and get ready and you just lift it and it's like oh, oh. <laughs> 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 like, it. like, no that's kind of what' I've, I've noticed I guess for me it, at work is I have to almost tell myself no don't try and lift that. Like, stop. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, but I I think there's there's definitely a little bit of that placebo effect and I think it's just because maybe it's just a confidence thing. Once you've like once you've deadlifted two twenty five, you feel much better about attempting two forty, two fifty. A
1: central nervous adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's uh I think it's probably used more in the powerlifting world and I've I i can not remember who said it. Um because I know really nothing about powerlifting, but I'm not going to pretend I do. But the, the the whole gist of it is, is it's not that your body cannot deadlift 500 pounds or squat 400 pounds. It's that your central nervous system has not a de- it doesn't know what to do with the weight. Yeah. You know, think of how many times you've talked yourself out of a back squat. Or, yeah. You know, like because your 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 body is not physically, your your mind is physically not ready to lift that weight.
0: I had this conversation with um, Kelsey and Lauren one time during a class about why it was always easy, always easier to lift when you don't know what the weight is on the bar uh. if you just
1: if yeah you, you, talk, someone, you talk yourself out of it yet yeah exactly if right. you don't
0: know what it is you just say hey this is where my one rep max is throw some weight on the bar and yeah then just not know and you stretch yeah that we, we did that one workout it was fun it was it was definitely different yes
1: yeah. yeah obviously you're you're toeing the line of making sure you've got someone who knows what you, you have to yeah. trust the it's person. not it's, well it's and that's not why her. that's why I would, that's why I trusted Kelsey because yeah. she's like hey person who's who never lifted weight before right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that gonna... would not go well <laughs> you go ahead
2: So Load what I need you to do is just pull this in a jerking and twisting yeah. <laughs> uh, you got it really lock those knees out <laughs> yeah <laughs> But no, I think you're, you know, reading the, reading the book, you know, like I mentioned earlier, and it talks about the emotional bank account and uh, every interaction is a deposit or withdrawal. And whenever you go into the gym, um, I feel like you can make a lot of deposits. You not necessarily the emotional bank account, but just the psyche. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, there's endless, I feel like stories now that people that have done CrossFit, whether you know, male or female, there's, I, I remember there was a girl that came to the to the gym, um, you know, this was years ago, since I believe she moved out west, but basically fought off an attacker. Um, you know, she was, uh, I think it was at her house, and oh, yeah. someone broke in and was trying to attack her, and she totally fought him off, and, and Holy you shit. know, got away. I don't remember that at all. Got away. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was, one uh, of Megan's friends. to can it out. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, I I believe it made the papers and whatnot. So I do you well, know, I'm pretty sure it's public crazy. knowledge. But anyway, uh, but so things like that, attention. whether she knew it at the time or not, you know, and obviously there's there's extreme scenario. That's mm-hmm. an obviously an extreme scenario, but in maybe something more practical, like using it in your day to day work environment, or even for me, like if I'm going to try something new now, um, you know, simple simple as we moved into this house in December. You know, and obviously we're in summer now, but so we've been cutting the grass and whatnot. And it's like, all of a sudden, I've got a 60-degree incline hill to cut with a push mower. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I got I guess this. this is just a workout. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be 15 minutes of suck, but guess what? I can get through it. And I remember I finished, you know, cutting the grass one day, and my neighbor looked at He's me. He's like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Got a whiteboard in the backyard. Yep. Well, I'm covered. In, I'm covered in sweat, and it's like 90 degrees outside and it's humid, and I'm dripping sweat. And my neighbor looks at me, and he's like, "Why are you doing that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I guess I just like a challenge." Yeah. Because his is all like three feet tall, yeah. and yeah, I you know, he's got. Uh, he just lets. He it cut go. He cuts
1: the. That his neighbor cuts kind of the top where it's a little bit yeah. flat, and just leaves the middles Lets the rest.
2: Because I mean we're at the end, you know. And there's yeah, we got a couple acres behind our place or whatever, yeah. so no one's can see it. But I see it, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? Exactly. I want to cut it. Yeah. Well,
0: there's something like I guess for me along the same lines. It's it's if 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 nothing else, you're you're able to do that and accomplish that one thing because mm-hmm. of your abilities in gen- the or what you've accomplished getting fit that kind of stuff. And I think that's one component of it is that you just. The things you can do for yourself, mm-hmm. the things you can—I mean, even if it's as simple or as being a little vain and liking what you see in the mirror, right? Or,
1: I mean, just it's the that only way. reason I do this, Carl. Right? Absolutely. It's, just, if anyone, if anyone, anyone tells you here that that's not part of why they're here, they're lying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, we're well, we're all primal. Yeah. Exactly. You know, at in essence, you know, at the at the core. But, you know, kind of like, you know, what I was trying to get out there, it's, it's whenever I'm butted up against some, something to do. So it's like, you know, like I said, this month, I don't know, can you run a mile a day? It was just more about, like, doing it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we can, you know, we've had tons of people come in over the year and, and talk the talk. But it's like, you got to be able to walk it. You know? So do you get, it sounds like you get... A lot of enjoyment from trying
0: to push that
1: physical limit like absolutely
0: figure out where your new line is. physical I, you know, limit I've,
1: mental I've, limit the the really tough one is the mental limit and the really tough part i think becomes is when again there's not an accountability you know um, yeah. it's like it's kind of like one of those things where it was like i heard mark to talk about hey i want to do this 30-day challenge and i kind of jumped on the bandwagon but I try to tell as many people as possible mm-hmm. so that I had mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you do it today? Yeah, it's not that I want them, like, like i got to tell everyone that I'm doing this, but it's more like I feel like I'm going to let someone down if I don't. You know it just comes down, down really to the really character. Just, yeah.
2: You know, like, yeah. are you a person that says, follow through with what you say you're going to do? Yeah. Like, hey, Mark, I love your gym. Um, I want to join. Sounds great. Let's get on Monday. And then on Monday you don't show up. Yeah. And that was our first interaction we ever had. So guess what? I naturally perceive you as a person that's probably not gonna follow through what you say you're gonna do. But if you come on Monday and you're five minutes early or whatever and you've already filled out all the waiver online and you're good to go and you've maybe even done some research, guess what? Now all of a sudden you're a person that's overly prepared and ready to maybe make a life-changing decision which is is join a gym. You know, it, it, it sounds silly but you know, join the gym, get in a master's, whatever whatever it is, that you decided, like, consciously, like, you know what, I'm going to do this.
0: Well, that's what I think is like, it's a perfect example of positive reinforcement. So Absolutely. you I know for me, at least, you, you like, I started out a lot of that way where it was, I guess I would say flaky or difficult to commit to things, and then you start to see the, I mean, when you, it's, you see the physical results, but you see the, the benefits of committing, to doing something like mm-hmm. coming to the gym. Mm-hmm. You see the benefits, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, Absolutely. like you start eating. Same with eating healthier. You, it sucks for that first week or two where you're trying to change and get in the rhythm, but like just the the entire, just whole wellness components of everything. It's mm-hmm. just crazy how everything, I feel like, ends
2: up linking together and... Absolutely, it's, it's everything is everything and that's in, in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. I mean, obviously, all of our movements, we like to think that they all tie together and complement each other really well, that's so why we don't do a ton of isolation It yeah. has its place in time. But with, within light, you know, that's, that overflows, right? So now that I've done this 30-day challenge, whatever, we got two, three days left, it's going to happen, um, what did I just do in my emotional bank account, so to say, I just made a huge deposit yeah. in, in the confidence realm, and yep. now whenever I challenge... For the first time, I'll say it on this podcast next month to do a, uh, only cold showers is my next challenge, for thirty days, cold showers only. You know, and guess what? I don't want to do that. Yeah. And guess what? It's <laughs> gonna stress out my my system and my body, but it's gonna make me stronger. And you know what? I'll be better for it. Yeah. And you know, and yeah, you know, people can debate the research right now currently on on cold showers, but there's without a doubt they are. Um, a stress in your body, well, and guess what? Put it this
1: way, it's it's something you don't want to do, and making yourself do stuff that you don't want to do. Exactly. Is, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, it, whether, whether, it's, whether it's going to have this long-term health benefit is kind of beside the point. It's more that, like, I'm going to do something that is going to be uncomfortable and mm. I don't want to do,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and, and holding myself accountable, and, you know, it's funny, like, you get past first day five or six and you're like ah, oh, so stupid and flash forward and it's oh it's day 25 like mm-hmm. yeah, I can do five days of this right you know it's no then, big deal that's that a
2: great point because the way I look at it is um, it's, it's eight its or nine minutes Mark like you, can do, you can do it it's yeah. eight, eight or nine mm-hmm. minutes so if you can boil that down to just any like what's the worst thing that's going to happen like alright I'm going to go you know we're going to go hiking or whatever this weekend it's like alright well, you know we're going to look at this hill and be like, hey, if we. Yeah. what's the worst thing that can happen? Are we going to make it or not? But sometimes maybe even you can talk about how that transfers over into your job because I know some days can obviously be um, more stressful mm-hmm. or, you know, and whenever that machine breaks down and maybe you don't have a quick, like, synopsis of, like, oh, this is exactly what's going on, is it more of just like, all right, I'm going to take a deep breath, and then what? Well, to, 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 yeah. further, to
1: further on that question
2: is, is really, we've talked about this with a lot of people on the podcast
1: before, and it's it's how, it's problem solving. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I feel like being faced with daunting, terrible looking workouts and getting through them makes problem solving with other situations easier. And I don't know if you found that personally, but I personally definitely found that a lot of these other smaller tasks are exactly that. They're smaller, even though they might look big to someone who's not adept to, you know, getting through these long, grueling workouts. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like there's some sort of mental correlation between the two. I think it's it's just,
0: for, I think it's a lot of just understanding your limits, knowing that, knowing that, I, I I mean, like having gone to grad school, knowing like I've learned some pretty high level stuff, like I've enjoyed it. And so that's what makes me feel like I can say, I can learn just about anything. I haven't given the right amount of time. It's the, it's the same kind of thing. I if you like coming in I know I know what I'm capable of and so that gives me the confidence to be willing to push beyond that to 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 know that you're in a a safe space like so I guess if for instance like we had a workout a a while back I think it was jerks where I couldn't there was like a a max line where I just couldn't get any more than that and it was frustrating and stuff and it's but you you just kind of step back like you said and you take a deep breath and you just think through a lot of times i kind of start over so if i get to a point where i get stuck like with emotion or movement mm-hmm. here or with something at work i just take a step back and kind of instead of thinking about what i've missed or what i need to go over again i just start completely over from the beginning of like understanding the movement thinking about what i'm trying to accomplish so for for me, the easiest for like rowing, I when I in my head when I'm rowing, I say legs back, arms arms back legs, because every stroke I take, that's what's going in my head, mm-hmm. and it's it's just something that I have figured out like that's what I need to do to break it down and make it work for me. So figuring that out from the perspective of just okay, I'm not, obviously the road I've gone down might not has led me to a dead end with this problem or this lift or this machine, so. Take a step back and just start over because maybe you'll end up in some some new place. Try to wipe the slate clean, so to say, so mm-hmm. that you don't have any preconceived notions of what's wrong or what this person did to mess this movement up or that kind of stuff. So it's more just making sure that you never lose this global perspective on what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Mm. What is stuff. a global perspective on what you're trying to accomplish? I just, right,
0: like, I think that in general it's happiness. Now what does that mean? I, I don't know if I've figured that out yet. I think that you know when you're not
1: happy. Uh, I'll tell you this much, I, I love having you around. I love when you're here. I mean you're, it's fun having you in class. You're easy to get along with. So like, as far as you know, where you're at, I'm not sure, but I do know that you bring a lot to the table as far as like, what we love to have in members. So cool. I love that's having you. That's good to hear. There. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you know, I know I, I definitely enjoy having you around and um, you know, plus you get to watch watch you walk around these tights. So that's right. It's always solid. I gotta get some new ones. It's all right. Walmart, they're three bucks. They're not they're not you know, they're kind of see through. You gotta get the right size. So
2: I'm I'm kinda of just curious naturally to maybe what's what's next like career wise is you know, for those people listening, obviously Mobius. is big company mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily no yeah you no know, tell, tell us you know all the ins and outs of, of I want to be there for forever or wh- whatever it is but you strike me as a guy that definitely you're trying to sharpen your skills and I would imagine you're still challenged um, within the job within your role and I feel like you're a per- person if you don't feel challenged you'll probably step outside that role or whether it's up or sideways mm-hmm. or whatever whatever we want to say um but yeah, just kind of what's what's maybe the plan, and, and if you don't have it all ironed out, that's okay too. Yeah, I've been
0: I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, work's been stressful recently, but I think it's just we've had a lot of issues with keeping equipment running efficiently, and it's something we've been really fighting. Um, and it makes it tedious because it's a lot of stuff. I feel like I didn't sign up for a lot of times, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's the way. I, like I mean, there's growth in everything. Learning sure. how to just communicate with. Different levels of the organization different types of people um, That seems to have been the focus more recently. I do Sometimes we especially recently miss the more technical challenge mm-hmm. um, having to think through problems or, or learn new material uh, that is Slowly changing. I'm getting a lot more opportunities in other areas of our business um, to start to learn and grow there Plus, there's a lot of opportunity with Mubia to travel internationally—Brazil, China, Poland, Germany. There you go. Um, but I don't know. I think, in the end, I I just want I want to feel fulfilled at work, and mm-hmm. I think for me that means that I I'm challenged intellectually. Mm-hmm. Like I have to. There's got to be continuing education. There's got to be projects that make me really sit down and think and kind of push the limits of what I know or or just allow me to be a little bit creative. I think there's a lot of components to mechanical design or machine design or even uh, kind of logistics and flow in a plant that allow you to come up with creative solutions um, if there's time to work on those problems. Mm-hmm. And I think right now with the way everything's booming, especially in, at my company, we, we barely have time to make the parts we need to sell. Wow. Not to mention do all the improvements. And I know a lot of places like that are... That's a good, a good problem to have, uh-huh. but it's, it does make the work sometimes kind of tedious and uh-huh. so I don't know. I think I just honestly think that I, I, I enjoy being challenged and right now. That's I'm, I'm there at work. And so if once that, if that ever changes, maybe I'll have to figure something out. But like you said, we such a big company that I have a lot of opportunities sure. internally there.
2: Yeah, that absolutely.
0: Awesome. Plus I'll take international travel wherever I can get. Yeah.
1: Especially, yeah, this time of your life. Yeah. Yeah, seems like the right time to do it. Absolutely. Um, We'll uh, round things out because it's hot up here. I'm sweating. Mark's sweating. I don't know how you're not dripping sweat. I spent, well, our plant's 105 degrees. This is is like air conditioning. I thought you guys were tough. It's (laughs) hot up here today. Uh, But yeah, so one one question I always like to ask whenever we're kind of wrapping things up is Mm -hmm. just what is your definition of success? Interested to see what you have to say. Mm, That's a tough one. My definition of success.
0: I'm gonna to have to say my definition of success would be being able to let end your day without regretting anything that happened. So no regrets.
1: No regrets. No, I love no. it. I got That's that on very, my stomach. Yeah. Very simple. I got. Yeah, I got that tattooed somewhere on me. I won't tell you where. Um, <laughs> But no, it, I, in all seriousness, I, I, that's one of the shortest but very concise and, and very true answers that we've gotten. You know, we've gotten some, they are all been great, They've, some have been long-winded, but literally like just ending your day where like, wow, that was a, I've, I've put in everything I could. for Exactly,
0: day. like if you, if you can go to bed and want to repeat today, tomorrow,
1: like I'd say you had a pretty good day. Yeah, um, I love it, man. Uh, well, thank you. really appreciate you coming on today and taking time out of your work day to come on in. Yeah, glad it could be. Yeah. That's fun. fun. Thanks. And uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. See you guys next week. Thanks. See you guys.